Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the Crush Cast. Now this is a first ever on two fronts. We've got J-Train, Julian Fensterheim, first ever video session. And also the first that I'm aware of to be the number one district manager with the number one district three years in a row. J-Train, welcome to the Crush Cast. It's great to be here. A lot to celebrate. Great year ahead. Let's start with the three consecutive years having the number one district in the country. How does that feel? It's surreal. I think I, I, I defer back to my first ever number one speech in 2020. And what a year that was. And to be able to make that climb during a very tough time in the world, but have one common goal that the theme could rally behind was such a moving part of life for everybody involved in our organization. And I remember then it happened. And I, th I think, Jim, you and I have talked about this before. Yeah. And you expect it to be such an intoxicating feeling to hit it. And that's when you learn that the excitement is in the journey, the journey more than the victory itself. And knowing that after 2020 allowed me to sort of rewire my own perspective and be more in tuned and attentive to the little moments, not the end, but the journey itself. So last year when it happened for the third time, I wasn't preparing for this extraordinarily um, euphoric moment. Yeah. Because those euphoric moments happened for the 36 months along the way. And that was a, that was a pretty cool thing to reflect back on. That's a big takeaway. So for so many, we have these lofty goals and the danger is not in achieving them. It's after achieving them and feeling flat. And because that happened in your first year, you realize, all right, I got to change my thinking. I got to change my pattern. And so you were celebrating victories every step of the way. One of the things that I've observed with you is you are so deliberate about making it about the team. Can you talk a little bit about your team dynamics and how your team inspires you and what the culture is like? Life is life is a team sport. And MLA is a team sport. And a great thing I think happens in life when you admit to yourself and others that perhaps I'm the leader on paper, perhaps we're titled the Fensterheim District. And I would hope that I do a lot to be a reflection of that leadership for the people that I aspire to inspire, but that I have a lot of holes. Everybody has a lot of holes. And for every portion of putting together a championship winning team that I personally feel responsible for, there's hundreds of others components that were and voids that were filled by other leaders within our team. 
that leaned into their unique abilities along the way. And now that it's been five, a five-year journey with many of these advisors who I learned the business together with, and to see them become some of my most respected mentors and to watch them teach me something new every day. It really goes to show that in order to compete at that type of caliber, you need to surround yourself with people on a like-minded mission that have complementary skill sets. And I think we've always done a good job of delivering that message and in turn attracting those people into our organization. Your level of caring for your teammate is, is just absolutely palpable. Uh, people talk about S-curves and there's a fine line between a groove and a rut and the, the need to launch onto a new S-curve. So new S-curve for you. Now an SVP, effective January 1st, congratulations. What are you excited about in this new role? Well, once you get past the initial identity crisis of realizing that your whole, whole persona and everything that you've been so attached to for the past few years and the identity that you've leaned into as a result of this sort of obsession that you have with MLA and understanding when you walk into the calendar year and it's 2023, you're not going to be number one this year. And, and you have a new journey and a new mission and a new game and a new purpose to adhere to. Then you start to understand what opportunities that brings. And I look across the country, not even just within my specific organization, my team, or even our greater New York branch, but I look around the country. I see what managers like Ryan Wood are, are capable of. My good and dear friend and brother, Anthony Greco. I think about people that took that leap of faith in me as some of my first hires, like Kevin Sullivan, and his message to his team is this is going to be a quantum leap type of year. And to think that I can help some of these individuals, I can work with them and sort of pass on my tricks of the trade and sit back as an observer to see how they go about creating their own dynasties and what they're leveraging that I can relate to and where they're evolving and changing the game altogether. I think about a future where the number one national builders gold trophy award recipient is a female woman leader of our company. And in my new role, I can help find her. Yeah. That's exciting. That is very cool. Let me seize on this quantum leap concept. Let's say there's two ways to grow, incremental and then leap step. And so Kevin sees and you agree this opportunity for a quantum leap. From your perspective, 
where are you seeing opportunities for advisors to drive a quantum leap in 23? I think the calendar is one of the most overlooked and powerful tools that any person has at their fingertips and disposal. And with all the other technology that has evolved in now 10 years of me being part of this company and seeing how prospecting has changed and evolved and client management has evolved and the type of tools that we use internally to interact with each other has evolved. Sometimes we neglect just the basic premise of putting pen to paper and being able to operationalize our goals with very effective habits, which can be created by maintaining a very organized calendar. And where I think there's a big opportunity for everybody is to think maybe a little more cyclically in the sense that there's certain sweet spots in the year to accomplish certain specific goals. And as I've been having many conversations with many different leaders and managers across the country as a result of my own promotion, I've seen that where there's a big opportunity at hand is to recruit early on in the year and blitz it and not leave anything to chance and put yourself in a position where May and June, you're feeling pretty good about the hires that are gonna become part of your organization by end of year because you operationalized it on the calendar, you created a calendar that has allowed you to take on the amount of flow and volume required to recruit at such a, at such a large capacity. And come the fourth quarter, you feel really proud about putting on new advisors, helping them jumpstart their life at the right time under the right circumstances, because you were so attentive right now in January, February, March, uh, to what it takes to, to get there. So I know you're a, a big believer in, in calendar building and habits. And I think it's an art form that can be capitalized on across the board. And like you, I think that it is undervalued and probably underdeployed. The power of grabbing your calendar, making specific, concrete, recurring decisions about time, and then let's go. We rely on thoughts and breakthroughs and creativity as opposed to brute force. I am throwing time at this and then compounding it with more time, more time, more time. Closing question for you. What are you most excited about in 2023? We'll get you totally amped up. Well, on the subject of calendar building, we are very fortunate to now, as we head into 2023, finally feel like we can get out there at a 90% capacity and see the world and travel and combined 
what a lot of us love and look forward to at the company, which is work and travel simultaneously. Yeah. The way that I've built my calendar out for 2023 is linear in the sense that there's a trip, there's four weeks of working really, really, really hard, four to six weeks of working really, really, really hard. And then there's another trip. And then there's another four to six weeks of working really, really, really hard. And then another trip to look forward to. And I operate on my best self when there's a little bit of an incentive. That's not all, all the way at the end of the year, but sprinkled throughout the year. So um, what am I most excited about right now? Tomorrow, leaving to uh, San Diego, being able to experience my first Old Guard meeting, be able to connect uh, in person with Tammy Butts, who I haven't seen in person since uh, a diversity summit, one of my first years in, in the business. And she really took me under her wing and gave me a ton of time and attention early on. So I'm just you know, excited to see her and you and Chris Noonan and everybody. And then in four weeks from there, be able to uh, enjoy Pinnacle at, in St. Kitts um, with some other leaders and mentors of the company. And that cycle goes on. I will just add two non-work-related trips to this calendar year that I am exceptionally excited about. I am going to Ghana in July mm. for a week. I partnered up over the years um, as this platform so often allows us to do with a social studies teacher in high school who founded a nonprofit called Breaking the Chain. And the goal of the nonprofit is to eradicate uh, childhood slavery in Ghana. And wow. They've built schools there, and I get to go with them and see some of the children they've rescued and rehabilitated and interact with them and get a day in the life of their culture. And finally, in September, um, to make you as well as my parents proud, I've signed up for my first marathon in three years, which is the Berlin Marathon. It'll be number six altogether. And as I just came off of 10 years at equitable, uh, 10 year anniversary at the company and equitable, I think one of the hidden keys to success was five marathons in 10 years. So if that's the key to success, I guess I have to do five more marathons in the next 10 years. So might as well get started now. It's clear, get a jump on it. Well, what's cool about that entire response is the dual pulse of getting after it and then the periodization of having some fun trips, incentives, both personal and professional. And I love what you've chosen to do to have an impact in Ghana. All right, celebrating you, Jay Train. Congratulations. This has been an awesome discussion. Thank you, Jim. Pleasure to be uh, in person. And I look forward to seeing more in-person podcasts the remainder of this calendar year. You're the first. <laughs>